Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Hey, and thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 231. How about that? 231 episodes. Actually, I think we have more than that, but that's what I checked before I got in the studio to do this podcast, episode 231. We're going through the Candidate Handbook. Now, I'm using the Missouri PSI Candidate Handbook. If you are in another state and you are taking the national exam, trust me, this content will help you and you should be listening. And we are on Section 2, Land Use Control and Regulations, Paragraph A, The Government Rights in Land. Well, during my course, I have this acronym called Uncle Pete. It's Uncle Sam's brother, (laughs) Uncle Pete. And Pete stands for an acronym is when you... Um, take several letters, the first letter of each word that you want folks to remember, and it forms a word. So PETE, P-E-T-E, represents police power, eminent domain, taxation, and escheat. And I tell my students all the time, when you buy real estate, You are purchasing the property. You're purchasing this estate, and we call that a freehold estate. Um, If you're leasing property, we call that a non-freehold estate. But a freehold estate can either be fee simple or in fee simple absolute, which is the highest form of ownership you can have, or fee simple to feasible, which kind of has some restrictions or some uh, stipulations. You know, you have to use the property in this manner or... It could be a life estate, correct? We just finished talking about that, which would be a fee simple to feasible. But fee simple absolute or fee simple ownership is the highest type of ownership you can have in real estate. Nobody can tell you what to do with your property except for Uncle Sam's brother, right? (laughs) Uncle Pete. And those are the government's rights in real estate. Police power which we will get into, but police power really deals with uh, things like setback lines and zoning restrictions and, and um, you know, we could even put building codes in there. Those are the, the things the local government, the state government can tell you what you can and cannot do with your property. And then we have Imminent domain, it's the right for the government to take private property for public use if they feel like um, it is, you know, better for a, a highway to go through a specific area because it will help with traffic issues. They could um, take that property. The process is called condemnation, and that it that would be through... Uh, what we call eminent domain. The process is called condemnation, but eminent domain means that the government can take private property, your property, for public use. Now, there are several things that have to be met. Just compensation, they have to pay you fairly, due process of law. So if you want to hire an attorney to try to fight this, you could do that. And then it has to be for the good of the public. So that's 
eminent domain. So remember, we have police power, eminent domain, and taxation is what we're going to talk about today because it's property taxes and special assessments. And then the, the final E is what we call escheat. That is when you die without a will and with no heirs. The property would escheat to the government. So let's talk about uh, government rights and lands, paragraph A under the PSI outline, and section one talks about property taxes and special assessments. Well, it's a great time for me to tell you to go on over to YouTube, check out our YouTube channel, because I've been doing a lot of tax problems. And so you will have that on the real estate exam. And and um, just go to YouTube, search for Global Real Estate School. You can also go to our website, globalrealestateschool.com. And over on the right, I have a little link that says Global Real Estate TV. And you can click on that, Global Real Estate School TV. You can click on that link, and it will t- actually populate all of our YouTube videos. And so you can find videos on taxes there. But really, within the last few weeks, I've been doing a lot of tax videos on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Prorating taxes and so forth. But what I want to visit with you today regarding taxes and special assessments is this. Taxes and special assessments will always take priority over any other lien at a tax sale or at a foreclosure sale. Let me back up on that. So who gets paid first at a foreclosure sale? Well, it will be the taxes, real estate taxes, and any delinquents, um, special assessments. Delinquent taxes, you know, is what I'm talking about. They get paid first. So they love to have these questions on the exam, giving you lots of scenarios regarding a foreclosure, and they want to know who gets paid first. And you have to always remember that taxes and special assessments take priority over all other liens. That's an exam question. You'll get that right now. They like to word those questions very tricky. So here's what I want you to really take away today. A special assessment is a tax. It's like a tax. It is a tax, and it carries as much weight as a tax at a foreclosure sale. Again, they're going to try to trip you up on these questions. So, you know, I, I lived in the city of Deloge, Missouri, after my wife and I were first married, it was an alderman in the city of Deloge, and we needed some repairs done to um, the swimming pool. And so we uh, had a vote that went on the ballot. The people voted for repairs to the pool, and there was a special assessment that was added to each homeowner's real estate tax bill to help fund the reconstruction of the swimming pool. Lots of times cities will do that for sewers, uh, water, new watering, uh, pipes that might need to go in. They could do it for gutters or sidewalks. And so just remember that 
property taxes and special assessments will take priority over all other liens at a, tax, at a foreclosure sale. Now, the other item they like to bring up with this on the exam has to do with the benefit of a homeowner. And when it's a special assessment, now like for the swimming pool, um, everybody would pay the same rate for that pool. But if it was sidewalk, if it were sidewalks in a, in a neighborhood and a special assessment went into effect for that subdivision, who would pay more tax? The homeowners who were in the middle of the lot that only had a 75-foot frontage of sidewalk or the person who was on the corner lot who had 75 foot of sidewalk in front and 150 feet down the side of their lot with a new sidewalk. You understand in that scenario, if there's new gutters and sidewalks, the person who benefits the most will probably have a higher tax rate for that special assessment versus those folks who do not have as much sidewalk or guttering. So occasionally I've seen them try to test on that topic regarding special assessments, and they're wanting you to be able to see or, or determine if you understand that the person who benefits the most regarding real estate taxes and special assessments will pay a higher rate. Now, the other thing we need to know here is what's called ad valorem, which is according to value. And you need to know that people who have a more expensive piece of real estate or whoever, you know, if someone builds a 13,000 square foot mansion, they're going to pay more taxes than the person who owns a 1,200 foot mansion. Does that, or, or home, I should say. It is your mansion, right? Whether it's 1,200 feet or 13,000 feet. But what you need to know is that ad valorem, according to value, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. For those of you who've listened to my podcast, know that they took phonics out of school when I was a kid, so I've been forever taunted by that. But according to value, ad valorem, according to value. So those who have higher priced homes or more expensive homes will pay more taxes than the person who has a, a lesser expensive home. Okay. So there's several items regarding property taxes and special assessments you will need to know for the real estate exam. Now, don't forget YouTube, go over there. I've got some tax problems we've recently worked, but once you go to, to YouTube, search for Global Real Estate School, you'll be able to find our channel, subscribe. That's the first thing I want you to do. And then just search that little uh, search button on my channel. Just type in real estate taxes and you'll find lots of great videos on how we prorate taxes for the closing statement because you will need to know that for the exam. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, episode 231. Thank you again for joining. Check us out at Global Real Estate School. We are on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. I guess Facebook's still around. I'm tired of Facebook. I don't know if you are, but 
We still broadcast over there and we still post some stuff, but uh, check us out. I'm over on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I'd love to have you follow me on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter and we broadcast out to Twitter as well, but uh, check us out all of those places. Be sure and give us some love on this podcast channel you're listening to. We'd love for you to subscribe. Give us five stars and some kind comments. That always helps. If you don't like this podcast, I get that too. But hey, we want you to pass the test. But more importantly, I want you to be a real estate rock star. So reach out to me anytime you need help. Thanks for listening. As always, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.